Brain Allies. You're listening to Brains Out Loud, where we talk about important topics surrounding mental health from our personal life to our work life and everywhere in between. Our goal is that through these conversations, we can help others prioritize mental health on the same level as physical health. So today we have James Bennett here with us. James, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So James is a serial entrepreneur and a born leader. He has a proven track record of success in e-commerce and event marketing. And during his battle with mental illness, James was led down a path of pharmaceutical drugs with terrible side effects. And the doctors that he thought he could trust simply didn't have the necessary education or resources to help in any way. And so this led James to take his health into his own hands and he began researching holistic health practices. So we have James here today and he's gonna talk about, you know, his mental health journey and his experiences as well as how that led him to start his wellness businesses. So thank you, James, again, for being here. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about why you're passionate about mental health? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I would say I'm passionate about mental health mainly because of the problems that I faced myself and the problems that I saw my friends and my loved ones face. Uh, mental illness has run in my family for as long as I'm aware of. And I've uh, personally struggled with, um, I've personally experienced anxiety and depression and um, pretty severe mental illness growing up. Um, I was, went through quite a bit of abuse and bullying both at home and in school, which kind of um, was one of the, one of the main drivers of that mental illness. And then not having, I wasn't, I didn't really know any of the ways that I was supposed to cope with that anxiety or with that depression. And um, kind of the, the only solution that was ever offered to me was to go to a doctor and get a pill. Um, and as, as young as 12 years old, I was, I was offered SSRIs and, um, never really thought of anything of it. I didn't really think that that was much of, that was a problem. It was just, it seemed to be how society functioned that, um, you, you have a symptom, you go to a doctor and get a pill for it. And, uh, it wasn't until I was about 18 when I had, when I was living on my own, um, and, my, my anxiety, my depression got really, really bad. Um, and I went into a doctor and within 10 seconds of meeting me, uh, he looked at, I filled out the DSM-5, he looked at it, asked me, okay, so what's going on? And, and within 10 seconds offered me a pill and was out the door. And I knew as soon as that happened, I just knew like, this is, there's no way this is supposed to be how it happened, how it works. Um, this, this is definitely a broken system. And, and that kind of led me into really digging into my own mental health uh, and then into the mental health of others. Like I, I lost a lot of friends to suicide and, and to drug overdose. And um, it really just hit home when I realized how, how, how sudden that problem was being started in the doctor's office of, um, of pill addiction and, and, and things like that. So that really inspired me to, to take my health into my own hands, as you mentioned, and um, start looking into ways for, for me to heal myself rather than taking a pill. Um, and this led me into holistic wellness, um, down the roads of things like meditation and breath work and nutrition and exercise, um, and finding, finding ways to cope within myself rather than looking for external things. So, um, one of the, the big things, sorry, I just want to reset for a second. No worries. Um, So, so it, it wasn't until I was about 18 when I was out living on my own and I was, after being off these pills, I was finding other ways to cope. Um, oh, what happened? 
Oh shit! Sorry, my Zoom thing just closed. Oh no. We'll crop this out. Don't worry. Okay. Um, okay. Um, you could so, just so what, from the top. Okay. From the okay. top? No, from the top of that sentence. Or okay. Written. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until I was about 18 when I was out living on my own and I was, I was off any of these pills that the doctors were giving me and I was finding ways to cope. Um, outside of what the doctor was giving me. So these still weren't healthy things. So I, I went, got through an obsession with bodybuilding. Um, I became extremely obsessed with um, working out and, and dieting and, and trying to look the best that I could, um, realized that that was down a really bad path, finally pulled myself out of that. And then I went into other uh, recreational drugs and was relying on those to find, to find happiness and to find joy in myself. Um, finally, I, I realized that I needed to find it within myself if I was truly to be well. Um, and that was when I started going down the path of meditation and nutrition and exercise and, um, breath work, things like this, all the, and, and herbal medicine, um, all these different things that have been around for ages, but just, I was never really shown these options when I was growing up. I was never, I never knew that those were things that would actually help the symptoms I had. I thought that was just like a different type of lifestyle that I wasn't really living at the time. Um, and yeah, after, after discovering those and, and aligning myself with other people who were practicing the same things, I really just completely turned my life around and I, I haven't, um, haven't taken a prescription in, in years now. Um, I, have, I haven't done drugs in a long, long time. Um, just, yeah, I'm in like the, the best headspace I'm, I've ever been in. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to help other people find that place within themselves. That's so awesome. And it seems like you've come a long way. And first off, I want to say that it was great that you were willing to see a doctor and that you saw something was wrong with your mental health and you went and got help. That's step one. But then there's all these systematic issues that kind of stand in the way of a healthy recovery. Um, like you mentioned, you were kind of overprescribed something and someone like you who was open to other options found that, found healthy options and healthy treatment, but someone who's super desperate and then a doctor says, hey, take this, like, mm -hmm. how are they not going to get hooked on something and then create a whole nother problem? So beyond your own research, did you stand up to these doctors or you more took your own path? Um, of finding things and then just implementing it and seeing the impact? Or did you ever like go back to the doctors or, you know, tell them what went wrong? Um, honestly, no, the, there was the one, the one doctor that um, prescribed me just within the, within seconds of meeting me. I didn't have the chance to see him again, but um, there, there was a psychiatrist that I saw that was also from, from the school and he was um, one of the first things that he spoke to me about was we're going to get you off these pills. This is a, this is a band-aid solution. You're not going to make any progress by taking this pill. Um, he's like, it's sure it's a, it's a good temporary solution for, um, a crisis where you're at a really low state, but you're not going to be able to get to being, to thriving by taking this pill every day. So he helped me find, realize that I was able to do, have, he helped me realize that I was able to manage my anxiety with my own mind and with my body. So he taught me things like um, cognitive behavioral therapy with where I, as soon as I would have an anxious thought, he would help me retrain my mind to not go down the spiral of anxiety and anxious thoughts and stop that thought early on and help guide it to somewhere else. So um, little things like that and, and practices of where he would 
he would basically help me induce myself into an anxiety attack so that I could realize that if I can start it, I can stop it. Um, and that was a game changer for my life. I used to have 10 panic attacks a day where it was a completely uncontrollable. Um, and now I haven't had a panic attack in over a year. So um, I huge shout out to that doctor. He, he completely um, helped my, helped me and he's helped plenty of other students do the same. And um, I think there, there definitely are tons of, tons of doctors out there that um, have updated their knowledge. I think it's just, like you said, it's a systemic problem that um, they're, they're trained for years on how to prescribe a pill. And that's not to say that the doctor doesn't want what's best for you. They definitely want to help you. It's just, that's the way that they know how to help you. And that may not be the best solution for every person. Sure. These pills do work for some people and they do, um, they do work for what they're meant to do, but they cause so many other problems. So the fact that that's the first resort going into, as soon as you have a symptom, the first resort is take a pill. Um, I think that's, that's seriously where the, where the problem is that there's so many other options of, um, that don't even really get explored from, in my experience, like I never had a doctor ask me, um, if I was eating well, if I was sleeping well, uh, if I was socializing all these different things, which I wasn't doing. And that was what caused me to go into such a depressive rut. Um, so I, I definitely think there's, there's so much opportunity for us to improve on and, and doctors are, are definitely starting to become aware of this and becoming aware that they may not have been taught the, 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 all of the ways that to heal people. And I'm excited to see as our generation becomes doctors and um, excited to see where, where the medical system goes, because I think there's a lot of opportunity. Definitely. And some people do need that medication and um, it's important that they take it. And Absolutely. that's on a case by case basis. But like you said, like, there's deeply rooted problems that through cognitive behavioral therapy, you can work through to find a, to kind of find that source of the problem. Um, and so in your practices now, you mentioned breathing and meditating. What is the biggest thing that saved you? Was it that therapy? Was it changing your diet? Was it a combination of everything? Like what advice would you give to someone who's struggling right now? Um, I think just realizing that I have everything I need within myself and that I have people around me that, that do care about me and that want to listen. I mean, anyone listening to this, like I'm sure my, my Instagram or anything will be attached to this. I'm always there to listen. I have a link in my bio that you can get on a call. I'll listen, uh, judgment free. Like I've been through a lot of stuff and I can relate to a lot of things and I can help with a lot of things. And I think that was really something that helped, helped me a lot was realizing that I have the support network. Um, and it's not just the doctor who I have to go to, who has to, who has 50 patients lined up in a day and has five minutes to see me. Um, if you can sit down and speak with someone for 30 minutes and just get things off your chest, it's a, a game changer. Um, in terms of actual tangible things you can do on your, on your own, I would say um, look, into, look into just conscious breathing and mindfulness. Um, that's the first step before getting into meditation. I mean, uh, my first time trying to meditate, I thought that I wasn't able to do it. I, I thought uh, this isn't for me. I, I was expecting that I would sit down and my mind would just stop and I was able to just be like a Zen guy floating or, or something, but um, that's really not what it is. It's, it's just taking the time to just sit with yourself and be present with your thoughts and not attaching to them, um, but just being, just, just being here and now. And that, that is really um, a difficult thing to do, but once you, once you get to it, it's, it completely changes your life. You can, you can be more mindful in every day. Um, truly gratitude is, is an absolute game changer as well. If you can 
make a list of three things that you're grateful for every single morning and every night before you go to bed. Um, that is a huge, huge step that you can realize that there's so many things to be grateful for. So why are you spending your time worrying about the things that may not have even happened yet or happened a year ago when you can sit and think about the things that you're so happy are happening right here and now? Um, I, I started that in my practice, just three things I was grateful for as soon as I would wake up. Um, and now I just, I work gratitude into my everyday. I'll go for a walk and I'm grateful for the sidewalk for giving me a safe place to walk. I'm grateful for the trees for giving me air, I'm grateful for the sky and, and things like that. Just as soon as you can, you can find gratitude in everything. Um, and that as, as you build gratitude, you start to replace that anxiety and you replace those, those dominating thoughts um, and just fill them with positivity and fill them with light. And it's, um, that that's completely changed my outlook on life and makes me just a happier person and um, helps me not not uh, be anxious. I mean, I still I still have anxiety sometimes, um, or I experience anxiety. Sorry, um, but it's that's a part of life. You you can't you can't appreciate the ups if you haven't been through the downs. So um, I I think just really making sure that you're tapping into your support network and um, going for resources like what what you and Juliet are putting together. Um, yeah, there's just really taking it, taking your health into your own hands and, and making and realizing that you have the power to, to make a difference. Yeah. Prioritize. So your own. Answer, but. No, but yeah, prioritize your own mental health. And I'm glad you mentioned like mindfulness and gratitude and being present as kind of a stepping stone for meditation. Cause so many people are like, Oh, you're anxious. Just meditate. But how do you actually start? And like you said, I've struggled. I sit down and I have like a thousand thoughts a minute. So it's hard for me to actually meditate. But like you said, if I could start with a gratitude list and then, you know, like you said, while you take a walk, think about, you know, being mindful um, and implement it that way. It doesn't have to be like you sit down and, you know, what some people might um, believe it, it is. Yeah. And, and the, the, the big, the biggest difference that helped me with meditation was doing breath work. Um, so you, it's your body, your, your brain works in different wavelengths. So when you're super focused on something, you're at one wavelength versus when you're sleeping, you're at a different wavelength. And when you're in meditation, a different wavelength. So, um, when you're trying to go from being in a hustle bustle and all these different things going around, and then just sitting still and trying to meditate, your brain hasn't had that chance to adjust. And now you're just, your, your mind's going to race even more. That's a whole, that's normal. That happens to everyone. Um, so if you can take a few minutes to consciously breathe and there's different methods that help that work for different things and for different people. So one example is the box breath. Um, one of the most common ones, you breathe in for five seconds, hold for five seconds, breathe out for five seconds, hold for five seconds. And just doing that for a few rounds helps your, helps you get back into your body and less in your head and then helps you just stay centered and, and present um, and thoughts will come through your mind. The, the biggest thing is observing those thoughts, but not attaching to them. So an, an analogy I like to use is if you're sitting at the side of a river and the, the waves going through is like, as each of your thoughts, you can sit and observe that those thoughts are happening, but you're not jumping into the river and attaching yourself to any of those thoughts. You're just simply letting them flow and, and not, and just seeing where they go. Um, and then there's, there's tons of different, different, um, methods and different ways that you can meditate. And, uh, there's no right or wrong way to do it. And you just get better and better each time you do it. Your brain is just like any other muscle. You're not going to be able to go into the gym and bench press three plates your first time, 
But if you go in and you start with the bar and then you add 10 pounds and you add another 20 pounds and so on, eventually you'll get to that. So um, that's, that's a, a big mistake that I, that a lot of people do. And that I was doing was going in and trying to meditate and thinking that I was just going to be able to sit there for an hour and not think. And it's, it's just being realistic that um, we're all human and that we've, we've been conditioned certain ways to, to have certain habits and have certain patterns. So when you interrupt that pattern, your brain is kind of freaked out about it, but you, you can still keep that practice without having to listen to your subconscious mind and, and get trapped into back into your patterns, back into your habits. Right. So it's okay if you have thoughts, but you don't have to like think about what you're going to do or like think about the action to take on those thoughts, just kind of let them pass. Like I'm thinking about this, but I'm not planning anything. Cause for me, my mind goes straight to my to-do list. So I think that's really helpful advice of ways to just kind of turn our brain off or at least, you know, be present while we have these thoughts. Um, you mentioned that you had some troubles with substance use. So how did you divert from that path? Um, honestly, it was, it was when I was at like my deepest state of depression where I was just like, I wasn't even getting out of bed um and wasn't eating and that and that I was realizing it was just like a, a realization like I had my like I was speaking to myself saying like I don't know if I can swear on this but like wake the fuck up um just like just finally having that moment of realization of like what am I what am I doing um and is this actually helping me get to where I want to go and I and I realized that it wasn't um and I realized that I was looking I was trying to find my happiness and trying to find my connection with others in a substance when there's, there's no way that I want to be taking this pill or whatever it is every single day, just so that I can feel happy or just so that I can like go out and have a good time. Um, when I, I realized that that's all within me and that was what really helped me, um, look, look at drugs in a different way. Honestly, I, I do believe that, that certain, like uh, most substances have, um, have a positive use if you use them in a positive way. Um, it's just as soon as you get attached and start to rely on it for a certain thing, and that is when it truly is like it, it needs to stop. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think there was necessarily like a there wasn't a specific event that happened or anything like that. Like I, I thankfully didn't overdose or anything like that. So nothing nothing scary that that woke me up. But it was really just that self awakening of like what the heck are you doing and um, like you need to stop, you need to like make yourself happy rather than trying to find happiness in a drug or in alcohol. Um, and just seeing how it was damaging my body and damaging my health was really, um, was really a moment that helped me wake up. Uh, like I just felt like crap all the time. I didn't feel like eating and yeah. So it's just kind of all those, all those different things came together and, and helped me, um, helped me realize that I needed to, needed to find my, my happiness in myself. And yeah, it, it really helped. <laughs> it all relates back. Like if mm -hmm. you're not sleeping well and not eating well, it makes sense that your mental health would be suffering as well. So after you have overcome those struggles, you've changed your mindset completely. Can you tell us more about that mindset? What is it like and how can we live like you in a similar mindset? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is developing a growth mindset where every, there's no such thing as a failure, but every, every failure is a learning opportunity. So trying to shift the mind, and this is uh, more so people look at it as a mindset, but it's a mind shift because 
we've been conditioned and socialized to thinking into a certain way, falling into something like the rat race and comparing yourselves to others. And social media has really made this a lot more difficult as we're consistently comparing ourselves to other people all day. Um, but really just realizing that you have your own unique abilities and you have your own unique powers and no one else is, no one else is anything like you um, or no one else is you. Um, you may have similarities, but there's no one that is, that is the same as you. Um, and looking at every situation in what is the universe trying to teach me rather than why is this happening to me? So yeah, I would say a key, a key minds, mindset shift would be um, anything that doesn't serve you, um, speaking of it as if it's in the past. So the, the biggest thing that we need to work on, on changing is our personal narrative. So our brain doesn't know what's true and what's not, um, or our subconscious mind doesn't know what's true and what's not. So when you're speaking, saying, um, even with, if it's in your own head saying I'm anxious or, um, I'm scared, you're identifying with that feeling and you are not a feeling you are, you, you are an infinite being, you are not a feeling or an emotion. Um, so speaking of that, as if you are experiencing that thing, so I am experiencing anxiety, I'm experiencing sadness, um, and speaking of it as, as the observer, rather than identifying as that anxiety or identifying as that sadness, um, and then the, the mind shift of speaking anything that no longer serves you as if it's in the past. So rather than um, I am an anxious person or I am terrible at getting my work done or I am not productive, it's speaking, um, I used to be unproductive. I am learning to become more productive. Um, I used to have, I used to experience anxiety. I'm learning to manage my anxiety. Um, I used to experience lots of sadness. I am learning to be, to be more grateful and to be happier. Um, really just realizing that all of life is a learning experience and that no one has it figured out. I used to always think when I look at the, this successful person that they've got everything figured out and they, they know exactly what they're doing with their lives. But when you realize that every person is just, is still trying to figure it out and you're not alone, you're not the only one that doesn't have everything figured out. It's, that is a mind shift. Um, and realizing that like you have so much opportunity to do whatever you possibly want to do. It's just setting your mind to it and doing it. Uh, you can literally do anything you possibly want. It doesn't matter if like your parents told you, your teacher told you, your coach told you you couldn't do something. If you believe that you can do something, you can do it. So it goes back to a famous saying, like, whether you think you can, or you think you cannot, you are right. Um, that is a super powerful statement. If you truly believe you can do something, you will find a way to do it. But you have to fully believe in yourself and not listen to what anyone else says and just listen to yourself because you know you have it in you and you know that you can do whatever you possibly dream of. It's just setting your mind to it and actually doing it and taking actionable steps to get that thing done. Um, that is like a, a key mind shift that I encourage everyone to, to work on. And I, I would, if you want help with that, it took me a long time to learn it. I'm still learning it. I'm helping other people learn it as well. So please, like, if, if you want help, I'm there to help you. Uh, there's other people there to help you. I can connect you. If it's, if you don't resonate well with me or my story, I can connect you with other people who can help you. Um, and yeah, that's, that's definitely a huge tip that I would love to give to the audience and to anyone listening or watching or um, anything is just believe in yourself. Totally. Believe in yourself and 
shift your mindset so that it's more positive and speak in in a way that's more positive about yourself. And mm -hmm. I think you gave specific tips on how to shift it from the past tense, um, as well as speak to the future in a way that's more uplifting. Um, and just really taking, like I said, the, the learning opportunity in every situation and um, realizing that things happen for a reason and you're certain times you get in the way of the universe as well. And um, that's when certain bad things start to happen. And then uh, another thing, once you get deeper into the meditation and into the breath work, you realize that the more that you connect with yourself, um, we have inside of us, there's vibration. So every single person has vibration inside of them. Um, there's, we can only see 0.001% of the light and energy that's around us. Um, so we have tons of that energy within us. And as we do more breath work and as we clear through traumas, we raise our own vibration and vibration attracts to other vibrations that are of a similar frequency. So if you're at a very peak mental state where you're always um, always grateful for everything, you're, you're eating well, you're, you're connecting inwards, you're, you're operating at a high vibrational frequency. So you're going to be attracting other things that are at that same frequency. Versus when you're living in fear and living in anxiety and eating McDonald's and junk every day and not sleeping well, you're at a very low vibration and you're going to attract other things that are at a low vibration. So other people who are also negative, um, other events that are negative. Um, so really just once you, once you realize that everything starts with you, um, there's no, there's no looking outwards. There's no trying to find it in a substance or in another person. It all starts with you and you can literally create anything just by like focusing on yourself and being the best possible version of yourself and letting that radiate off to help other people. So that's where, that's where my true mission comes in is that I can't help other people unless I'm the best possible version of myself. Um, so I need to spend time focusing on myself and I, it's, that's a lot of, a lot of work in itself. And, and I've, I get into a rut where I'm just go, go, go trying to help all these different people with all these different things. But if I, if you look at it in terms of energy, if I have a hundred percent battery and I'm giving this person 10%, this person, 10%, this person, 30%, now I'm at a 50% battery. I can't help that many people until I recharge my battery. So really just taking that time to be with yourself, be still, like focus on improving your health and then everything else kind of falls into place. Like the, the situations, the events, the people all start to just like land in your lap and it's game changing. Definitely. I love that metaphor about the battery. We talk about sometimes like if your glass isn't full, then how can you pour into someone else's cup? And it really is true. Practicing self-care makes us better suited to then support the people around us. Um, you mentioned some of that self-care, but what is it that you do to recharge your batteries? Um, is it setting boundaries? Is it physical exercise? Like there's lots of different ways that we can prepare ourselves to then take on the emotional you know, troubles of other people. Or I think a lot of people like us who are advocates in this space, like it's our joy and it's kind of our passion to help people, but there's a fine line bet between healthy helping and when it becomes too much. So how do you balance everything? Um, that's something that I'm learning every single day. Um, I've, I've recently be, be, begun to scale up my efforts and in, in my impact in other people's lives. Um, so taking the time to recharge myself is, has become more crucial than ever. 
um, like things like like move movement is massive. So it doesn't mean having to go for a run. Um, I mean, I tried going for for five k runs and my knees almost shattered. So um, that's that's not for me. I, I know running is really great for a lot of people, but simple things like movement, like literally just jumping and shaking your body, um, is you like don't care what people look at you if people are looking at you. I mean, do it in your bedroom if you if you uh, don't want people to see you, but just jumping and shaking and moving your body and getting energy flowing throughout your body. And then sitting and just being still after. So you've just radiated a bunch of energy throughout your body. All of your cells are like bouncing and vibrating. And then you sit and be still and just breathe. And you literally just, you can feel yourself recharge. Like I, I, I'm getting to a point with my, with my practice where um, I'm really starting to understand when people speak to chakras and, um, and energetics and spirituality and things like that. And, um, that's, that's a whole different topic. I, I won't even get into at this point, but, um, like I, I'm able to manifest things almost instantly now where, whereas like I, a big, a big stressor for me that caused a lot of anxiety was financial stress. So I, I was raised by a single mother, um, in a, in where she worked multiple jobs always to provide for the family. So I always lived in that kind of scarce mindset. And once I realized that my mindset was making me make certain decisions that were falling into that financial stress, um, and I, I pivoted my mind after tons of practice and tons of journaling and um, different coursework that I'm happy to share with anyone who wants to reach out. Um, I'm able to shift my mind, whereas so the, the last time that I had stress about money, I, I stopped myself, interrupted the thought pattern and just thought, no, I'm abundant. Um, I have just as much money as I will ever need. Um, the universe will, will bring me wealth when, it, when I need to have it. Um, within 30 seconds, I looked at my phone and I just had a, a client say, Hey, I'm looking for a new website. And I just wow. made all of the money that I had, that I had needed to, to pay my bills. So, um, things like that, where it's just not letting yourself get caught up in that, like, Oh, what if this happens? But then what if that happens? And then just going down this, this infinite spiral and interrupting that thought pattern and into, okay, well, what is the best possible thing that could happen? Um, that is complete game changer for, for anyone, no matter what it is that's causing you to be unpresent or whatever, causing you anxious thoughts. If you can interrupt the thought pattern before it gets to that point of an anxiety attack or before it gets to that point of being uncontrollable and just thinking, okay, what's the best possible thing that could happen? And just focusing on that, that is like the total key to my, to my mind shift. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's something that I, I would encourage everyone to, to really try and do, um, Anytime you're having an anxious thought pattern, just stop yourself and either write, write it down, what, what's causing you to not be present and try and go back to it. And if you're still not able to, to get back into the present moment, just dig into that, um, dig into like, what is making me think this way? And once you start to really get good at it, I can, I can have something happen and I'm like, wait, why did I just think that? And I, I link it back to an old limiting belief that I had growing up or something that happened to me as a child. And I can recognize that of, okay, that happened. That's why I'm thinking like this, but I don't, that doesn't serve me anymore. I don't need to, I don't need to think the same way as I did when I was seven years old. I'm older now. I, that doesn't serve me anymore. So I can think of it in a positive way. And um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of my, my mind shift. I'm sorry. I have really long-winded answers. <laughs> no, it's super helpful. And it makes sense. Like changing that mindset from negative to positive and, interrupting those thoughts before they become feelings and before they become behaviors that don't help with the anxiety or with the initial thought. 
And so now you're focused on wellness and helping others and also have some focus on the planet as well. So tell us more about your business and your mission and how you're tying in all of this life experience into now helping others. Yeah, absolutely. So um, within my, ever since I was a kid, I've, I've been an entrepreneur and, and I, all of my entrepreneurial adventures have been around helping people. Um, I didn't realize that that was really something that truly made me happy was just the smile I was able to put on other people's faces. So all of those years of, of entrepreneurial ventures have kind of been incubating up into what is being, have all been incubating up into what I'm building now, which is We Are Well. So We Are Well is a movement of bringing um, holistic wellness back into the mainstream and making it cool again. So rather than trying to introduce people of like, oh, you need to connect to your chakras and you need to, um, you need to meditate for an hour a day. Just really bringing holistic wellness down to a grassroots level and showing you that any, showing people that anyone can meditate and you can do breath work while you're scrolling on Instagram. Um, basically really bringing that together into a movement and providing all of the resources that people need to take control of their own health so that people don't have to go down the pattern that I went into and that a lot of other people struggle with. Um, so we're bringing together resources like meditation guides, breathwork guides, um, super powerful health supplements, um, resources like eBooks and all these different things and bringing them into a central hub for, for you to get anything you need um, all in one place. And then beyond that, we're creating an impact by donating directly to causes um, around the world, like cleaning the ocean, cleaning the plastic from the ocean, um, connecting people in need with mental health services, um, upcycling food from grocery stores and restaurants and providing it to those in need, um, afforestation efforts. So there's been tons of deforestation. We're carbon negative. So we plant trees with every purchase. Um, we invest into green energy programs. So really bringing together this whole holistic, uh, holistic model of um, human, human wellness as well as wellness for the earth. Um, and then giving people also the resources that they can help make an impact as well. So showing you how you can be more sustainable in, in your day-to-day -day life, um, how you can make an impact in your local community. So all these different things and bringing, bring them all together. And, um, we're looking for, for people who want to make a difference, who like to help other people who like to help the planet and really bring them all together so that we can all, um, help each other and help make the world a better place. Such a great way to like build a community, teach people, and then also give back. So I love that. And I think people will continue to rally behind you because you're also doing something for the earth, which everybody loves that. Um, so I know that you have a new product coming out soon. And I think that CBD and marijuana in general is like a very trendy thing lately. So let's talk about that. I know you personally we're using supplements uh, to manage your mental health. And then that kind of led to something else. So what's that story? Yeah. So um, one of the substances that I, that I was looking to as I was going through my, my teenage years was um, cannabis or marijuana. Um, and I never really was looking at it in terms of a medicinal use. It was always recreational. Um, but I didn't realize that it was actually helping my anxiety a lot when I was, when I was using it. Um, and then there's, there's also negative effects of, of over-consuming cannabis. So there's, there's, there needs to be a healthy balance. And what, what I did with, um, or what we're doing with this product is we've taken CBD, which is the non-psychoactive part of cannabis, 
and made it 10 times better by combining it with other powerful um, vitamins and antioxidants and other ingredients to make it extremely effective at boosting your immune system and your mood. Um, and we put it into a vegan gummy that's 100% natural um, and put it into an eco-friendly package that's made from post-consumer materials. And um, yeah, we're, we're bringing it direct to consumer through our e-commerce store and really just helping people. That's just one small tool that can help people take back control of their, of their wellness and um, start introducing people to holistic wellness practices. So um, supplements have a huge role in our bodily function. So we don't get enough vitamins and nutrients in our day-to-day um, diets. Most, most of us don't. Um, so bringing in, bringing in supplements and really just integrating them in with your diet rather a lot of people think that, oh, I can just eat junk and go take a bunch of vitamins and I'll be healthy. But it's really just finding the balance of eating whole foods and getting enough vitamins that really help your body function how it's supposed to. And you'll, you'll be amazed at how different your mental health functions when you're putting the right things into your body. Um, I mean, you can't expect if you're a good analogy is if you were to go and buy a Ferrari, you're not going to go and put 87 octane into it. You're going to go and get the best possible gasoline you can so that that engine continues to run smoothly. Um, so treat your body as if it's a Ferrari, not some old beat up Honda Civic. <laughs> uh, and that, that's really what we're doing with our, with our supplements is bringing a completely natural, um, nothing artificial, fully vegan and plant-based and, and making it super effective so that you can take control of your wellness and, and really just start your journey on, uh, on your track to being, to being well. Supplements are a great way to do it without the side effects that pharmaceutical drugs could bring on. Um, and you mentioned your diet. So what is the diet? What is the healthy diet that you'd recommend? Or do you just take it day by day? Are you a super health, health freak? Um, how can our viewers live more healthy and eat healthier? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a super health freak. I went through a phase where I was a super health freak and it's not sustainable and it's really not good for your mental health. Um, I mean, there's my my true way of looking at it is finding harmony um so i still will go and eat a poutine if i feel like it um but just recognizing that that's as long as that's a conscious choice that i'm choosing to go eat poutine because i enjoy it um and not having it as like oh i'm stressed i need carbs and fat i need to go eat poutine um and that's where i went through different phases where um food was my go-to if i was feeling stressed and then i got really overweight and got like really unhealthy i was feeling lethargic and, and tired all the time then i went through the complete opposite where i was like counting my carbs to the down to the number and i was like i can have four pieces of asparagus and like a quarter cup of rice and like eight blueberries like i got extreme um and then that was like i was just constantly comparing myself and like beating myself up and i started to get body dysmorphia um so really just finding the harmony is truly how I like to live. I, I do take it day by day. Um, I like to plan my meals, um, but, but loosely, like I'll, I'll have an idea of what I'm going to eat throughout the week. And I make sure that I eat um, plant-based at least four days out of the week. Um, your, our, our bodies have a, quite a tough time processing, um, processing meat. So back to what I was saying with vibration, um, all food has vibration as well. So uh, you look at foods like superfoods, those are considered superfoods because they're extremely high vibration. So kale, you'll notice kale has like wavelengths in its like in its leaves. So that's actually vibration that's being sent to the leaves as it's growing. So when you eat kale, you're eating a high vibrational food and your, your body doesn't really need to put in much energy to process it. 
versus when you look at a cow. You look at a cow who's been trapped in this little cage, um, not moving around his, their entire life. And then you're eating that and it's super low vibration. So your body has to use a lot of its internal energy to break down that meat. And it takes us like up to a couple of days to break down eating one steak. So um, once wow. I've, once I've able to shift my mindset of looking at foods um, in terms of energy and vibration, then you really start to make more conscious efforts of like, okay, if I eat this, um, it'll make me feel good. And if I eat this, like it'll most likely make me feel bad. And then just really, being real with yourself and um, realizing that it's okay to have unhealthy food sometimes because it's delicious. Um, but as long as that doesn't become a pattern where you're eating that for every single meal um, and you're making conscious choices to give your body nutrients and give your body things that it needs, um, that's really when you can start to recognize the effects that food has on your health when you really make that shift. Um, and just seeing what works for you. I mean, a vegan diet doesn't work for everyone. I've tried to go vegan, I've tried to go gluten-free, um, it's really, really difficult. So just finding that balance of like having a plant-based meal once a week and then turn that into two days a week and then three days a week and then just whatever works best for you. It's, it's all, it's all a personalized, um, there's it, what, something that works for one person doesn't always work for the other person. And that's, that's really where it goes back into the, the, med the medical system of, um, it's all, it's all just standardized where, oh, this pill works for this person. So it's probably going to work for you. But it's doesn't it, health needs to be individualized because we're all super unique. All of our bodies are unique in their own ways. So really just testing different methods, seeing which different nutrition plans work for you, and then just going with that. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that there's one that's the best for any person. Absolutely. It's about finding what feels right for each person. And I liked what you said about, you know, sometimes you'll let yourself celebrate and have that treat, but it's important that we separate coping from celebrating or, you know, you have a bad day, so you want to drink and then you go and drink. You have a great day and you're celebrating. So you drink so that all of that behavior kind of trains our brain to think that to be confused because then we lose the sense of, sa of satisfaction. If you're always eating junk, then eating junk isn't even like a peak in your day anymore, mm. as opposed to just like managing that and finding a balance, like food is fuel. You need gas in your tank regardless to drive. Um, so what would you tell your younger self if you could? Um, I would tell my younger self to start meditating uh, <laughs> and, and start, start connecting inwards. Like I'm, it makes my heart smile that they're starting to teach this in elementary school and in primary school. Um, so that's, that's one key thing. And the other thing would just be to like, to keep pushing that things do get better. Um, and that the world's not out to get you. Um, they're like, you're, you're a beautiful human being and you're, you're on this planet for a reason. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think those, that's, that's kind of the, the key things that I, that I would like to tell myself. Yeah, to persevere and that it's okay. And yeah, to just focus on self-growth. I think, our society teaches us to put so much emphasis on what other people think, what our parents think, what our coach thinks, as opposed to just like feeding yourself. And I think as you get older, you start to value your own thoughts and your own, you know, structure that you can put in your life. So I think that's really good advice. Um, so James, thank you so much for being here. I just want to leave it for you to share where people can reach you. You already said that you're open to talk, non-judgmental. So if anybody wants to connect with James, please do. And you can find him at? 
Um, so my Instagram is Hey James Bennett. Um, and that's basically where, like, I, I answer all of my DMs. Um, you can find my, my email, my, my text in there. I have a calendar link that you can book a call. Um, you can see all of the, the stuff that we're doing at We Are Well. We're also looking to bring on people on our team right now. So if that's something that you're interested in, please feel free to reach out or apply on our website. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to connecting with anyone who resonates with what I said and, and helping anyone however I can. Yeah, well, thank you, James, again, for being here. Everyone, I encourage you to reach out, check out We Are Well. And this is Brains Out Loud podcast by Mental Health Global Network. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.